Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. It is good to be with you on this Friday, and I'm not sure, you know, when you start listening to this podcast, I, whoever it is that does listen to it, I'm not sure what time that you uh, get to listen to it, because we do pre-record these and all, and we try to get them out in a timely manner to y'all that you could listen to it on the day uh, in in the uh, evening, I try to get to it in a reasonable amount of time so y'all can listen to it, uh, you know, before the day's out. Or if you got another time you won't listen to it, well, it's uh, taped there and y'all can get to the archives and everything. And so we've been talking about uh, love and what God's Word says about love. We've been in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter of the Word of God. And so before we continue on, let's go to the one that created love, the one that uh, is love, the love of God, the Almighty Lord. Let's go to Him in His throne. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank You. We thank You for everything that You do. We thank You uh, that You created us in Your image. And You created so many things for us to enjoy and to have and to care about and all of those things. We just thank you because you're a wonderful God, a mighty God, and uh, we just bless your name and we give you praise. Hallelujah. And we ask you, Lord, to guide and lead us along the way as we study your word and continue on this road we've been down, Lord, and going down in this highway. Uh, we've been going down in the word of God talking about your love. And so we ask you, God, no less, to again open our ears, our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes to hear and see what you have us to know about love, the true love of God, what love really looks like, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Now some people may, uh, you know, uh, you know there's some people that listen to podcasts. I'm sure you probably figured that out. And they listen to YouTube, things on YouTube. And they some people just listen to them so they can critique whatever you just got through saying. Now, some people, they will say, well, even God created love. Well, the, you know, and some, some people with their theological mind, you know, well, God didn't create love. He is love. Well, God is love. But God did create the Word of God, writing the Word of God. The Word of God became uh, flesh. You say, well, what do you mean? Well, the Bible says that the Word became flesh. He sent His only begotten Son. Have you ever looked up that word begotten? There's a beginning. And there was a beginning with us as human beings. And God created uh, for us a way to love. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. God is love. And because... God is love. Love has always existed, but love uh, has got to have an outlet to even be expressed. How would you know love if there's nowhere to direct it to? And so God created us. He created the angels in heaven. God uh, created all kinds of things to love because he loves us. He is a God of love, and he wanted us to feel that love and he wanted us to know that love. And so here we find in the first book of Corinthians, chapter 13, we find 
one of the most exquisite and most eloquent uh, writings uh, that was ever written, ever has been, or ever will be about love. And so it is that we as human beings who have been created by God, we've been created in His image, we've got to learn what God says love looks like. Because I'll tell you what, friend, it is of a truth that love has been mixed up and twisted up in the world. People in the world have gotten this idea that love and lust are the same thing. Not at all. Don't you know lust, lust only lasts for so long? You know, because you can look at something and you can say, ooh, baby, ooh. And, and you know, and I, I can say that in the sense of not just something sexual, but just a lot of different things. You know, I mean, uh, you know, we can go, I can go to the ice cream parlor. Well, I can't now since I found out I'm allergic to milk. But anyhow, maybe they'll create a milk-free ice cream place. I don't know. But anyway, I, I loved ice cream. Well, I still do, but um, but anyway, I found that I was allergic to it, and uh, it closed up my throat and just about stopped my breathing and, and all. So I've had to be real careful about not taking in, in uh, milk products. But, um, but I, I tell you, when I would go get some ice cream, you know, sometime we take our kids out years ago, we'd take them out to the ice cream place, and uh, and I look at those ice cream and I think, hmm. Or maybe sometime gone and got a banana split, and uh, or 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 well, my favorite, even more than banana split, was a strawberry sundae with lots of whipped cream on top and all that. You say, well, how'd you eat all that and then not have no allergy reaction? And then years down the line, I don't know, but that's what happened. That's you know, how the doctor explained it. Sometimes it just happens that way. But you know, I can look at that ice cream. I could look at that delicious bowl of ice cream or that little little old glass container. They put that up in there and all those strawberries falling all over, sweet strawberries and that delicious whipped cream on top and just, oh, the mouth are going salivating. And, uh, you know, I, you don't want to put the word lust with it, but, you know, we can just lust after all kinds of things. Woo, that's looking good. And some folks, though, what happens is, you know, you can have a lust for money, too. And that, that causes people to do all kinds of wicked things because of their love of money. Because the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Money itself is not the root of all evil because we need money to function. You know, if you don't have money, you can't pay your rent, you can't pay your light bill, and uh, put gas in your car, put food on your table. you got to have some kind of money coming in to do and so we need money, and, you know, even having, in a sense, a lot of money is not evil in and of itself. But the love of money, if you don't get your priorities right, and you lust after money, it can cause people to do all kinds of atrocities that they would not normally do. Now, y'all know it's the truth. Y'all know it's the absolute truth. You say, well, I thought this was a podcast about the Word of God. Well, it is, and we're talking about love. But we're going to talk about love, and, and we're going to express some of these things. We're going to talk about them. It's a podcast. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we're going to talk about these things. And, and you get your, your, your priorities out of sync. You say, oh, well, 
uh, you know, because, you know, this podcast, I, I, I am hoping that it can be an encouragement to those that serve the Lord and walk with the Lord. But I'll tell you what, I'm also excited and happy if to know that maybe somebody that don't even know the Lord and somehow you stumbled on this podcast and you just listen and maybe you think, well, what is this fool talking about? What he's saying? What, what is this? What are you running his mouth about? But money literally can be the root of all evil. It's the root. You know, when you plant something in the ground, it's got to take root or it's just going to die. And I'll tell you what, the love of money is the root that grows up all kinds of wickedness. Because when people love money, they don't mind killing somebody for an insurance policy. That's the truth. I've, you've seen those stories. You know that you've seen those stories. I've seen them over and over. And I am so stunned sometimes when I see it. It just my, it just blows my mind. And the reason is, I, I remember one particular story that just bothered me. It bothered me when I read it, and it bothers me to this day. Um, but we were living in a town in the state of Washington, and this the story went, and this one man, uh, and it was in the, the city, well, city, town, whatever you want to call it, um, and the man had been married to this woman. Now, y'all got to listen now. He'd been married to this woman for years. They had children. Uh, they went on date nights. All right, you know, and they would go out to dinner and the movie and all that. And this was ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. And, 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 and all this thing. And never in a million years would the woman have thought anything but that her husband loved her. And after many, many years of being married, he got somebody else involved in his scheme. And he planned out her murder. He got somebody else involved and, and uh, he... he uh, literally on a date night. They went out to dinner, then they went to a movie, and as they finished the movie, they walked out in the parking lot, and he had purposely parked way out in, the, out in the dark area by the bushes, and there was somebody in the bushes waiting for him to toss that gun after he shot her in the head. And then he starts crying that she's been killed or somebody, and somebody ran off in the bushes, and somebody just came out and shot her. But after some investigation, they found out that man planned that, and he killed that woman. She died. And it was so mind-boggling to me that a man, after all these years, this woman thought that that man loved her. And uh, and go doing something like that. But you know, he wanted to collect on insurance. And he had, uh, not long before that, he had taken out an insurance policy, I believe is how it went, and it was a sizable insurance policy and all, and, uh, and, and killed her for that money. Now, of course, he didn't get to, to um, you know, use it or whatever, to enjoy the money, whatever it was that he thought he was going to do. And he got this one person involved because where he worked, uh, I believe he was a manager of a car lot, a car sales lot or something to that effect, and the young man that he got involved with, the man I don't believe had ever been part of crime, but he told him, he said, I'll give you $10,000 to do this. And he said, but I'm going to tell you, if you don't do this, he said, I'm, I'm going to uh, let people know that you're uh, an illegal alien in the country. And he had hired the person and all. So they, he kind of uh, trapped the young man. And I'm not saying that the man's 
the man was right in what he was doing. He should have went to the police, even though knowing that he was probably going to be deported when they found out he was an illegal alien. But, you know, uh, one thing led to another. Now they're both in prison. And a woman's dead, and children have lost their mother. And, of course, yes, they've lost their father to jail. And who, uh, who, who cannot say that that did not affect uh, the rest of the family and the rest of the community and people that knew him and friends and all these kind of things? But it was because the love of money brought that evil. And so there's so many other things that you can talk about and you can look at where the love of money brings up other roots of evil. That is just one of them, and there's many of them, and I don't want to spend any more time talking about that because we want to get in the Word of God. But I want to contrast the Word of God uh, in what we've been talking about. I want us to be able to contrast the difference between the world's idea of love and what God says is really, truly love. And some people say, well, you know, he, he loved her, but he fell out of love. Let me tell you something. If ever people need to fall in love with Jesus Christ so that they will walk right, live right, do right, treat people right, if ever there's a time that needs to be done, that needs to be done now. Because people are becoming more and more wicked as the days go by. And people are more selfish and self-centered than ever before. They're loving themselves rather than loving God the Creator. And that's what the Word of God says would happen, and that is what's happening. But for those that have got a mind to want to serve God, those that have got a mind to want to make it to heaven, those that got a mind to want to stay out of hell, because that's where they're going to go if you don't repent. That's where anybody's going to go if you don't repent and turn to the Lord and let the Lord change your life and do something with you. And start learning how to love like the Lord teaches us to love. Amen. We've got to learn how to do those things. So we've been talking about love. And um, it's a very important subject to, to broach in, in any society. I'll tell you, if you look around at other countries, there's so many countries you look at and they are so steeped in their false religion that love just goes right out the window. They don't even know what it looks like. It's completely void. But you know here in America where there are so many churches everywhere. Now I'm not saying every church is going to preach the truth because many of them don't. The Bible talks about it. Jesus talks about it. There's a congregation of the dead. The word of God talks about it. We're not talking about those false churches. We're not talking about false religion. We're not talking about uh, false Christians. We're not talking about hypocrites. We're not talking about that. But I'm talking about, you know, there are churches throughout the United States that truly uh, believe in the full gospel of the word of God and teach, uh, you know, not only holiness and separation from the world and living for the Lord with all your heart, but also Living for the Lord with all your heart means you are going to love the way God calls you to love, to love the way Jesus Christ calls us to love. But if you don't love the Lord's way, you ain't got no love. You got to love the Lord's way because the world's way of love is not really love at all. All right, so let's go on. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 7. Now, we've been talking about last week, verse 6, which was rejoice in iniquity and rejoice, uh, re love rejoiceth not in iniquity, uh, but it rejoices in the truth. And now we're on to verse 7, and we 
we've got several things that we're going to be looking at, but I can't get to all of them tonight. And I'm not trying to just wear y'all out with this, but I'll tell you what, once I got into this uh, looking and studying about love and presenting it on this podcast, I began to realize just in these few verses, just in these first six verses, and now we're going to go on to verse seven, how much uh, depth there is about the love of God and how that we need to look at the depth of that. We need to really look at it and search it out and allow it to take root down in our soul, to get a hold of our mind and our heart. Amen. Because the word of God says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. To be the servant of the Lord means to be a servant that is willing to serve others in true love. Amen and hallelujah. And so in verse 7, we go on. And we look at four different things in this verse. And I'm going to read the whole verse. And then tonight we're going to talk about the first part of it. And then we'll go on from there. And so verse 7, it says, love, it's, that is the essence of what has been talked about. And so it's a continual thought. So love is, the word love is not there, but uh, it, it means love beareth all things. Beareth all things. Beareth all things. Then the next thing is believeth all things. Believeth all things. And then the next thing is loveth all things. Or excuse me, hopeth all things. Excuse me. Hopeth all things. And then the last thing is endureth all things. To to endure all things. So uh, what I want to say before we get into uh, verse 7 because we're going to talk about the first part of it, and then we're going to move on uh, on another podcast to the rest of these. But I look at verse 7, and I see something that permeates through the whole thing. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. And so what we want to talk about as we begin to look at verse 7 is the all things of the love of God. The all things of the love of God. Amen. So let's look at this first all things of the love of God, which says, beareth all things. Beareth all things. What does beareth mean? Now, first of all, I want you to understand that was Old English, so we don't say beareth any longer. We say bear. You know, can you bear that? You've heard people say that. If you haven't, you have now. Can you bear that? You know, I don't know if I could bear that. You've heard people talk like that. I don't know if I could bear that. You know, you see maybe the trouble that somebody else has had, and you say, I don't I don't know if I could bear the pain of that. And so it says in the Word of God that love, what it does is it allows us to bear all things. Now, how is that possible, and what is going on here? Now, one thing that I didn't notice as as I began to uh, um, prepare for this podcast as I was studying, I noticed that the first six verses of chapter 13, if you really look at them in depth, you find that the first six, uh, or, you know, really the first six verses, when it's talking about love, it's more directed 
to the human being, more directed to the human being's behavior, either what you should or should not do and so on. But then when you get to verse 7, it almost looks like it's shifting. It's still talking about love. But it's shifting in that God is going to allow certain things in our lives. And our love of God is going to help us to get through those things. It shifts our focus from us to God and loving Him. But these first six verses, I noticed so many times it's saying, look, this, this is not how humans should behave if they're going to love. This is not how humans should behave towards other human beings if they're going to be loving others, you see. But when you look at verse 7, it, it, it takes a shift. It looks like it takes a, a turn. And as you begin to look at these four different things, love beareth all things and believeth all things and hopeth all things and endureth all things, it, it has this essence of turning and looking at God and saying, Lord, because, because I, I, I love you and because I, I, I worship you and I love you with all of my heart, then God, I can bear all things. So let's look at it from that perspective, if you will. So beareth, what does it mean? Whatever God gives to me, now that would be you and I. Whatever God gives to us, each day that we live, whatever God's going to give to us every day that we live, through Christ, hear me now, through Christ, all right, what does it mean through Christ? Stand full of the Holy Ghost. You know why I say that? Because the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Christ. I can prove it in the book of Galatians. Amen. It says that God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Amen. That's in the book of Galatians, if you will, in chapter 4. Amen. And it is verse 6. I'm going to read it. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 says, And because ye are sons, now that don't lead your you daughters out, but it's just simply meaning we're the part of the family of God. Because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit. It's in a capital S. It's talking about the Holy Ghost. There's only one Spirit, folks. The Bible says there is but one Spirit. The Spirit of God, the, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, it's all the same Spirit. One Spirit, one God. And so it says, and because ye are sons, you're the family of God, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son, capital S, that's talking about Jesus, into your hearts, crying out Father. It's talking about being baptized with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of the Lord. And so, let's look at this again. Whatsoever God gives to us, each and every day that we live, through Christ, by receiving that Holy Ghost and staying full of the Spirit of Christ, through Him, 
Amen. Through him, I will be able to patiently endure all things. Because that word beareth means to be able to patiently endure all things. Now, what does the word endure mean? It means to suffer something or a difficult situation. To suffer either a difficult situation or a painful thing. And we can, we can run the gamut of all the things that could fit in that category of difficult things or painful things that we may endure in life. Amen. But it says that bearing means to be able to patiently endure all things. Patiently endure all things, whether they be a suffering of some difficult situation or maybe uh, literal pain or, or a painful uh, reaction from somebody, somebody that's caused you so much deep pain. Hmm? But there's another piece to this. The word beareth means to be able to be patient, uh, patiently enduring all things, but it also says something else. The word beareth also means a silence of fierce anger towards God and others as you endure patiently whatever it is that God has given you. I'm going to say it again. It is a silence of fierce anger. Amen. You say you sounded fiercely angry. No, I'm a very expressive and intent and fiery preacher. So y'all just bear with me. God made me that way. I'm not changing what God made. Now, if y'all don't want to hear the podcast, that's all right. You can turn it off. Nobody forcing you to listen to it. But you're just going to have to bear with it. That's the, God made me that way. He put a fire down in my soul, down in my mouth. And so when I talk, I want you to understand that. But I say these things in love because I love you. I'm not going to waste my time. Why, why bother to make this podcast and do all this stuff and make all these lessons and sit here and talk to you? And, and, and for what reason? I ain't getting no money for it. Why would I do that? Because I love you and I'm trying to get you to understand the word of God and what God is saying because we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready to meet him because one day the Lord is going to come back. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. The Lord is going to come back. And when he comes back, uh, when the Lord splits the clouds of glory uh, and we hear that trumpet sound, we've got to be ready. And I tell you what, I tell you what, if you ain't ready, you probably ain't going to hear that trumpet sound anyhow. Mm-hmm. God forbid that you'd hear that trumpet and your feet don't lift off the ground because you ain't ready. You got to have those wedding clothes on like the Bible say. You got to be prepared. You got to be ready. You got to be walking with the Lord. And so we've got to understand what love is about because without that we have nothing, folks. We ain't got nothing. Nothing. If y'all don't have love, if I don't have love, we don't have anything. And it's got to be the real true love of God. Not something that the world's come up with and says, oh, this is what love looks like. And, you know, love goes on for a while. And as long as they got good looks and they looking hot, woo, I'm going to love them. But woo, when things start messing up and wrinkles start coming and they get a little chubby and flabby and, 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 and all of that, I, I, I got to go get me a younger thing and all that. No, the Bible don't teach that. You've been lied to if that's what you think love is. That's lust. Uh-huh. Now, so let's get back to what we were saying. 
So love beareth all things. Whatever God gives to us each day that we live, through Christ, staying full of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the living God, we will be able to patiently endure through whatever suffering or difficulty or pain that comes. Because listen, listen, folks. The Bible says life is short and full of trouble. Don't you know that's true? Now, I'll tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm in my 60s, and I, uh, I can remember things as far back as when I was three. Some people say, oh, that's not true. Well, I'm sorry, you're wrong. It is true. Uh, but uh, I don't remember all things, but I remember some specific things, about three or four different specific things I do remember very clearly. Uh, and then also there's things that I remember as a teenager, and I, I can tell you it, it, it flew by. I didn't think that it would, but in the time and in the moment that you're in, it doesn't seem like it, and sometimes it seems like days drag on and all that kind of thing. But when you get over here and you start hitting 50 and 60 and all that, uh, you start realizing, wait a minute, my life has passed on, and time has ticked, and my goodness, where did the time go? Amen and hallelujah. And in the course of life, there are some people that have endured pain and suffering even as an early age. Now, I've suffered through that. I know what that feels like, and I know what it's, it's, it's like to endure suffering and pain and loss at a very young age. And many, many people that I'm, I'm speaking to, through, either through this podcast or through the eunuch preacher uh, that we have, and I'm encouraging y'all, if you would, those who listen to the podcast, you listen to the eunuch preacher, and that is uh, spelled E-U, uh, it's a capital E, U-N-U-C-K, or N-U-C-H, excuse me, the eunuch preacher. And uh, we have Wednesday night Bible studies. And we've also got our uh, Saturday Sabbath services. We worship the Lord. It's full of our praise and worship and singing and, uh, and a message as well. And so uh, I would encourage you all to, to uh, listen to that if you would. And like and subscribe to us if, you, if, if you're so moved to do so. Now a lot of people are not going to want to do that. Because they're going to hear me preaching. And they're going to hear some of the things I say. And they, all they're going to do is just get mad at listening to me. It's just, and I don't, I don't say things to try to make people mad. I'm just trying to get people ready to meet God. And you say, well, why are you bothered? Because I love people. Because the Lord is down inside me and he put the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He put the Holy Ghost down inside me and he said, I want you to go love them. I want you to love them. And, I, and, and, and because I love them, the Lord said, and he said, I want you to tell them what I said in my word. And so I got to go do that. I ain't got a choice. Well, I do got a choice, but I know it don't work out too well when you don't listen to the Lord. Been there, done that. And I don't want to do that no more. All right. So uh, love bears all things. And we can do that through Christ. Through Christ, you can't. Listen, folks, we can't do anything without the Lord. You say, well, I got my job and I'm an atheist. I, I'm working on. Now, maybe some atheist clicked on here and I'm going to say, maybe, maybe you say, well, I, I'm an agnostic or I'm an atheist and I, I did this and I did that, 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 that. No, you did no such thing. You only did it because God has been merciful to Hallelujah, Jesus. You've only done what you've done because God has been merciful to you and he's been long-suffering to you and he's been patient to you and he's put breath in your body. He's done that and he lets your heart beat. That's what he does. But make no mistake. If the Lord says that your soul is required of you tonight, you hear? Then you ain't got nothing to say and you're going to meet him. Amen. 
And so I'm, I'm trying to tell you because I don't want you to get over yonder and, 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 and you're going to meet him and you ain't going to be ready. Now, do you know what uh, the, the words are out in the world now? Well, the devil's got so many people so twisted up now. The words are, oh, that's just a narrative. It's just a narrative. I get so sick and tired of hearing that. It's just a narrative of fear-mongering. It's just a narrative of fear-mongering. That's what I've seen and heard. But that is not true. It is not fear-mongering. Look, the Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the truth. That's what it says. All right? That's in Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10, I believe it is. And uh, when, when, when you, uh, it says it's the beginning of wisdom. In other words, that's when you start getting smart. When you start understanding. You're, you're not intelligent until you get that down in your soul. Until you understand that you've got to have some fear of the Lord. Why? Because you're going to meet him at the end. And he's in full control whether you believe it or not. And you know what? He's been in full control the whole time you've been living and even calling, uh, calling out and saying there's no God. God's still been in control, whether you want to believe it or not. But one of these days, you're going to take your last breath, and then you're going to meet him. And so because of that, my love goes out to you, and I am trying desperately to get you to hear so that you understand. God loves you. He loves you. He's got plans for you. He cares about you. You say, well, I've been an atheist. He don't love me. Oh, yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. You have no idea how much the Lord loves you, how much he cares about you, and how much he wants to save you because he's got great plans for those that will turn to him and walk with him. But the devil's got so many people fooled. Now, this love thing from God, it says it, it, it's a type of love that will allow us to bear all things. We will be able to patiently endure anything that comes our way. And we will be able to do it with a silence of fierce anger towards God or others. You know how many people start screaming at God and they're angry with God and they're angry with the people around them because they've been suffering through great difficulties and they just turn on God and they turn on people and they just tear people up and they tear God up. All because they're not going through it with Jesus Christ. You say, well, I'm a Christian and I've done that. Then you need to turn around because it's the wrong road to go down. That's the road the enemy wants you to go down. He wants you to blame God. He wants you to be angry with God. He wants you to be angry with your loved ones around you that are doing nothing but trying to help you in your trouble and your difficulty, and you push them away. You can't do that. You've got to let God use whoever to help you through whatever the difficulty is instead of trying to push God away and everybody away too. May that be a word from the Holy Ghost to somebody. So, listen. The other thing that this word beareth means, first of all, it means to, to be able to each and every day patiently endure all things that comes our way. Now, it's not like God, listen to me, it's not like God stands there on the throne and looking down at us saying, I'm going to throw this nasty thing at them. I'm going to throw that hateful thing at them. I'm going to throw this terrible thing at them. Blah, 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 blah. No, no, you don't understand. The Bible lets us to know the devil is the one that wants to do that, not God. The Bible says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God is not the one wanting to steal, kill, and destroy. 
That's not him. He don't want to steal those things from your life. He don't want to kill you and destroy you. No, the devil wants to do that. And God comes along and says, look, I love you. I've done so much for you. I've even sent my only son in order for you to be saved. And if you will take the plan of salvation, you can make it. But people, they look at the things around and they say, I can't take that. I can't bear that. Well, nobody can bear certain things. It's true. But that's the reason why the scripture says what it does. That through Christ we can do those things. So uh, the word beareth, it means to be able to patiently endure all things. No matter how painful or difficult uh, it may be. And then it also means to, that there's a silence of anger towards God and others. A silence of fierce anger towards God and others. You might be angry over a situation. I'm not talking about not being angry. You may be angry because you've gotten a diagnosis of some sickness that may even be potentially taking your life. And it angers you because you're not going to be able to raise your children or, or be there to see your grandchildren or whatever the case may be. And so there's, there's some anger. But listen, there's a time and a place that, yeah, you may experience that. But remember, understand that bearing all things also means that through Christ, you can get through these things without just becoming fiercely angry towards God and hating God. Or fiercely angered towards those around you that are trying to help you and show you love and care through the difficulties that you may be going through. But the third thing that uh, the word beareth means is also the Lord is a covering to me. He's a roof that covers my soul. It literally talks about this too. He's the roof that covers my soul. You know, let's look at it this way. You get inside your house. If you had nothing but an open area above you there's no roof all of the effects of rain and snow and everything would just come barreling into your house the roof it protects us from the the things on the outside that's what it does and you say well uh, you know roofs can come off and they can be destroyed this is true because it's man-made things i mean tornadoes can come and they can do tremendous damage even to great big huge uh, buildings that are built it can tear roofs off of it can completely destroy buildings this is true but the thing of it is God is a roof that can't be torn off <laughs> hallelujah there's no tornado that the devil can hallelujah thank you Jesus there's not no tornado from the devil that he can send to tear off the roof that God covers us with to protect our soul the devil can't get to your soul. He can't get to my soul. Amen. And he might be able to affect the flesh, but he cannot get to the soul as long as we don't let him. Amen. So let the Lord cover your soul. Let him be the roof over you. Let him be that way at all times. Not just when difficulties come, but let it be. Maybe you're hearing this and maybe you haven't experienced those things yet. Maybe you've had some pain and suffering here and there. But maybe not something really serious that just kind of knocks you on, off your feet. We had that last year. Now, it really hasn't been a whole year. It was last year, but it hasn't been a whole year yet. And it won't be a whole year until um, there's a few more months to go. But our son died. One of our sons, he died of a drug overdose. 
And you say, well, you mentioned that. Yes, I've mentioned it. But maybe somebody that's listening to this podcast didn't listen to the other ones. But I'm going to tell you what, when I got that phone call, and my son was only 22, you say, well, you have a lot of kids. It didn't matter how many kids you got. You still love them all. When I got that phone call, I felt like the ground was pulled out from under my feet. <laughs> and uh, and it, it, it's not been easy. But listen, we can patiently endure. We can patiently endure. And we can silence any fierce anger that we might feel come up in our soul towards God or others. If we will do this, and that is allow ourselves to do all things through Christ. All things through Christ. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13 that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. In other words, he's where I get the strength and power that I need to get through whatever the difficulty is that I face every day and that you face each and every day. You say you sound like you still feel pain and suffering over that. Well, I do. It's only been less than seven months since my son died, our son. And um, it's not something that you just get over. You know, you don't just get over it. Now, you can get through it. And as far as when I say get over, that doesn't mean that you can't move forward. You know, if you're moving forward, that doesn't mean that you've just forgotten their memory or that, you've, um, that you don't love them if you've lost loved ones. But we are able to move forward in the Lord if we will trust in the Lord and bear all things, knowing that bearing all things is our, re our response to the Lord. Our response to the Lord, a loving response to the Lord that we give to Him because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil's the one that took my son. And when I say that, I mean he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't you know each and every one of us, death comes because of the enemy? God didn't bring death. Sin did. And the devil's the one that fooled Adam and Eve to sin. And so death has followed all of us. But it still ultimately goes back to the devil is what I mean. So when I say that in the way that I do, I'm meaning he's ultimately responsible for death. He's ultimately responsible for the death of every one of us because he fooled Adam and Eve, mom and daddy in the garden. And you say, well, that just sounds so hopeless. No, no, listen to me. <laughs> We're going to get to the part that says love hopes all things if you just hang on and listen to these other podcasts. But I'll tell you what, those of us that serve God, we've got hope. We've got hope. We, we know that there's a better day coming. Hallelujah. We know that. And so I just want to encourage you, if I can, to bear all things. And I know, uh, and that's our response to God. Let's turn and let's reflect and respond to God. 
that deep love we have for him, knowing that he's He's the one that is loving us and he's the one that's caring about us. He's the one that's uh, trying to help us get through. Amen. When the devil wants to try to discourage us and throw us down and throw us under the bus and all those type of things that go on. But through Jesus Christ, we can bear all things. The love we've got for the Lord can help us get through it. And so with that said, I want to end this in prayer. And I want to pray for those who are, maybe you are suffering through something and you you are hoping to be able to bear through whatever it is that you're struggling with. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to talk to your people. And maybe somebody that don't even know you, Lord, has listened. And I pray, God, that my words, that my words, Lord, can be like the feeling of your arms wrapping around them and telling them and whispering to them in their ear that you love them with all of their heart, with all of your heart. Excuse me, Lord. Lord, let them know that you love them. Let them feel your presence that, that, that they may know God that you love them with everything. And I know, Lord, as I've spoken them uh, to them, as your word says, Lord, you sent your only son. Lord, I pray that they can grasp hold of that. And, 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 and the sacrifice that Christ made for us, dying for our sins, because you love the world so much, as John 3.16 says to us, for you so loved the world that you sent your son. I pray that whoever God is enduring some suffering and deep, heavy pain, God, help them through. Strengthen them. Encourage them. And we pray all these things in the blessed holy name of Jesus. Amen. So may the Lord keep you and bless you. I love you with the love of the Lord. And... I pray that if anybody, 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 even if you're an atheist, even if you're an agnostic, even if you're somebody, even if you're a backslider and you just maybe stumbled on it, I pray you would consider making your way to the Lord because with him we can bear all things. Why? Because he loves us with a love that cannot be matched in this world. In Jesus' name, may God keep you. And remember, We've got another podcast that will come out on Tuesday. And I would encourage you again, find us on YouTube at The Eunuch Preacher. We've got our Sabbath service coming up this Saturday. And uh, those are also pre-recorded and then placed on our YouTube channel, The Eunuch Preacher. And we have Wednesday night Bible studies, the same, The Eunuch Preacher. And we study the Word of God, and I would encourage you to do that as well, to come alongside of us and, and to hear. Now, sometimes... I may say say things that may make you feel uncomfortable in your seat, but I only say those things because I love you and I'm trying to help you to see uh, all the Word of God. This is why we call this God's whole Word. We won't leave nothing out. We want God uh, to have full exposure, His Word, to have full exposure to our heart and our soul, that we may be all that we can be in Jesus Christ. So with that said, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen and amen.